What's going on, everybody out there? It's Jeff, and you're listening to the Hooniverse Podcast. Uh, This episode is a solo episode. It is not recorded in England, much to the dismay of some of you. No, it's recorded at home. Uh, I wasn't able to get any recording done while I was attending the Goodwood Festival of Speed just because each day was very full and very exhausting in the best way possible. So instead, I wanted to wait, decompress, think about it, and then record one of these while I was at home. I'm having a beer now. Uh, I'm drinking a Four Sons coffee stout. It's a delicious beer uh, called Nightmare on Gothard Street. That's the name of their stout, I believe. Uh, So if you're in the area or somewhat close, make sure you go try some Four Sons beer. I love those guys. They're making great stuff. I'm going to take a sip right now, as a matter of fact. So, let's talk Goodwood. This was basically one of the greatest things I've ever been to in my entire life. Um, Hold on, I'm getting a a stupid thing on my Mac. Never mind, there we go, we're good. So, Goodwood was basically one of the greatest things I've ever been to in my entire life. I've never been to Pebble Beach, so I can't say if it's better or worse, but I'm going to go ahead and say that it's better. Uh, the type of vehicles that you're surrounded by are incredible. From pre-war machines to the latest supercars to everything in between to motorcycles, if you, want, if you like motorcycles, there is, literally there, there is literally something for everyone at Goodwood. Now, that's not the craziest part. The craziest part is the access to the machines. In the paddock area, you can literally walk right up to everything. Um, I mean, the Beast of Turin is sitting there in the corner, and you can just go talk to the guy who built it or you know brought it back to life. He's, he's there. He's driving the car up the hill. Uh, there are famous racing drivers everywhere. I, I missed, because I was out taking photos, but I missed a lunch chat with Sir Sterling Moss, which... That's a bummer because that'll never, ever happen again, um, for me at least. There, there's, uh, I saw Derek Bell helping to park an a old Porsche racing machine. Uh, and then his son um, – was it Derek Bell? Yeah. And then Justin was walking around too. Uh, Adam Carolla was there. Then they had drifters there this year. So I saw Von Gitten. Uh, I had coffee with Ken Block at some point. It was insane. <clears throat> and I spent a little bit of time with Mark Higgins from Subaru because I was on a Subaru trip. And he ran his car up the hill. The I, I can't stress this enough. The type of machines that are there are wild. From vintage Formula One cars to modern Formula One cars, which are cars you're never allowed to get close to, to old classic pre-war racing machines. Um, they had, you know, the latest Ferraris, the latest Aston Martins. They had a plethora, a plethora, a plethora. They had a plethora of, if you get that joke, good for you. They had a, a, a wide range of four GTs, including the one that just won its class, whether, you know, how you feel about that or not. They had the winning uh, at Le Mans. They had the winning Porsche LMP1 car there on the track, running it in the rain. They had the winning LMP2 car chilling there. They had the losing Toyota there, which was still sad to see in person. They had 
a collection of James Hunt car, James Hunt cars running up the hill. They had an Ayrton Senna car going up the hill. I didn't even make it to this forest rally stage, which had some Colin McRae raced cars going. It had a Walter Roll Lancia running up the hill, or not the hill, but the for, through the forest rally stage. There were the aforementioned drift cars. There was Keanu Reeves riding his motorcycle that he's helping to promote. Um, there were so many things. There was that Kamaz Dakar truck getting sideways up the hill. It was. It, it's hard to talk about how amazing Goodwood really is. Uh, I'm actually, I'm, I'm writing a piece, believe it or not, for Jalopnik on the Goodwood experience, and uh, I, I think it'll be out later this week, but I'm not entirely sure because we're buttoning up the last little bits of the story. And it's basically about how you need to get your ass to Goodwood. Now, it's, it's not going to be cheap, but this is a bucket list automotive experience. There are a few there, well, there's not a there's a good amount of bucket list automotive experiences out there, and Goodwood is damn near at the top of the list. You never get those type of cars, that range of cars, the variety, paired with the quality of drivers and attendance in one place, running all out too. They're not most of them are some cars hold back, but you it's hard to tell because they're all so loud. Most of the cars are going for it, and they're going for it hard, and it shows because some of them go off and they um, they have incidents. And then the other part is how close you are to the action on the track. It's basically a few hay bales and some wooden posts, and then there's cars whizzing by you. Uh, so loud, so awesome. It's amazing. And then you stroll through the paddock where everything's staged. You see people working on their cars. You see, um, you know, uh, you see Adam Carolla was there with driving a Paul Newman Nissan 300ZX. He was getting ready to run up the hill in his car. There is so much amazing going on. It's wild. Then in the background, there's helicopters cruising around. There are classic planes flying around. So one thing we got to do that was insane. This was a good trip. You know, you have you have your average press trip is a good trip, but it's still you know there's there's a lot of work. Believe it or not, uh, I am working when I go on these trips. Even though you know the hotels are awesome, the food and drinks are, are great. And the getting to drive a new car is that's the actually the work part. I have to set up cameras and think of what to say and, and produce content, basically. Woe is me. But this trip, while still a work trip and actually a very busy one, there are moments during a trip where it's a supremely good trip, and Subaru is really good at this sort of thing where you do something crazy, and we did something crazy. Uh, there were, I think, 12 journalists there. We went up at the same time in two different helicopters, and then we were joined in midair by a guy flying a Spitfire, a Mark Nine Spitfire. He came up to one helicopter. He went on either side of the helicopter. He came over to our helicopter. He was on either side of our helicopter, and then he was doing passes between us. He was going underneath us. He was rolling out from it was and this is over the southern england countryside and just over the ocean and i mean when are you going to get to do that well i mean if you go to goodwood you can pay a few hundred bucks and you can do that which is crazy but you know obviously we don't have to pay for that because super covers it but it was wild 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 and the the pilot uh it was so close. You could see his face very clearly as he's hanging with us, probably going so slow for him uh, next to us. But it was absolutely unbelievable. And that, was, that wasn't even car-related. Um, but it was a good event. We choppered to and from Goodwood 
on Saturday and Sunday because it's just so crowded to get in and out of there and our hotel's 45 minutes away. The helicopters land on the lawn at the hotel. I mean, it's pretty fucking bitching. It's a very baller-ass trip. Um, and then we go to these pubby places for dinner at night, which were which were very tasty, but also, you know, English food is, is hit and miss. One of the first places we went to, we a bunch of us ordered the trout, and it came, and it was definitely salmon, and those are two different fish. But, you know, the, the salmon was fine, but it was funny. Sip. So, I'm sorry to disappoint you, those of you that wanted basically Scotland Part 2, but it didn't happen. Um, I was just wiped out. There was one day at dinner, I think on probably the Saturday night at dinner where everyone looked like they were ready to fall asleep at the table. We were all so tired. No one stayed up and had a drink. We all went to bed to get up bright and early for the next day. But it was, it was just fantastic. Now a highlight for me, this is a silly one. Uh, I was hanging out with Travis Okulski from Roan Track for most of the event. And, um, that bastard got to drive two different cars up the hill, but that's a different story. We were joking because Susie Wolf was in attendance, and I have a crush on Susie Wolf. I think she's just wonderful. She's so, so awesome. And I got a couple pictures of her when she'd come back down the hill before they turned into the paddock where she had her helmet off and, you know, zoomed in and, yeah, there, so Susie Wolf. So later on, I'm meeting some other journalist friends who happen to be on a Mercedes trip in a Mercedes tent. They were just there for one day, popped over, said hi to some of them and the PR people. And Susie and Toto, her husband, who's the boss of Mercedes Formula One, I noticed they arrived into this Mercedes pavilion area, this VIP hospitality thing. And I was like, I, I, I freezed up a little bit. I was, I, I don't get starstruck, but uh, yeah, she pushed the right buttons inside and uh, the PR guy was saying I should go talk to her. I said, no, 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 I can't. And I sent, I took a picture of her from a distance because I'm a creep. And I texted it to Travis to, to basically saying, like, this is insane right now. And he was very jealous. Um, but I noticed the PR guy slipped away, went, talked to her, and pulled her over to introduce me. And if you go to my uh, Instagram, at Hooniverse Jeff, it's, uh, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's like 18 photos ago. If you go to, you know, just the page, you'll see it. Uh, it's, it's me and Susie chilling at Goodwood. Uh, she was insanely nice. Uh, even cracked a joke about me being afraid to go say hi to her. But whatever. I got my photo and then I sent that one to Travis and it was kind of game over. But he still got to drive two cars up the hill. So And he got to drive two really fun ones up the hill. Uh, which you can go read on Road and Track. Actually, if you read, I don't think he's published both stories yet, but the one is him driving a McLaren 570 Sprint up the hill. And the photos in that story, he used photos I took. I stayed behind to snap some photos of my friend driving up the hill in the McLaren. So, And then he wound up using them in Road and Track, which is kind of cool for me that my name is sort of quasi in Road and Track. I mean, it's on roadandtrack.com. It's not in Road and Track, the magazine, but whatever. It's in Road and Track. So that's kind of cool. <clears throat> now, the event was great. Uh, flight home was fine. You know, it's, it's weird when you get business class and how much business class helps a long flight go by. The flight there from LA, direct shot to Heathrow, is about nine hours. I think it's a little over nine hours. It doesn't, it feels it's an easier flight than when I fly home 
to go back to Boston to visit family on a regular plane across the country. It's it's a much easier and feels like a quicker flight. Um, you know, a little bit of a nap in there doesn't hurt, but and you're in a live flat bed and you have good food and, and yeah, they ply you with some booze too, but the flight just feels easier. Now on the way back, it's it's somewhere between 10 and a half and 11 hours. And again, another straight shot. And that flight doesn't feel that bad either because you get, it's, it's crazy. You, you get on the plane around, uh, my flight was at noon, 1230 in the afternoon. Um, get on the plane, you sit, you get up to altitude. They come around. When you get on the plane too, you can have champagne if you want or whatever. Um, I think I had coffee. The, uh, I know very unlike me, but don't worry. I get into it later. The, they come around with the food. You see the menu, so you tell them what you, that you want. Uh, you throw some wine in there with your lunch. You're watching a movie while you eat. And then after the movie, I actually did a little bit of work, which is rare for me on a plane. But again, on these flights, it's much easier to do. And then after that, I uh, put on another movie and went to take a nap during that movie. And then you wake up from the nap, and you're like, ah, oh, great. How much flight time's left? Oh, Eight and a half hours. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's see. Then now you wake up and they're coming through with more food and, and drink. And you're like, all right, now I'm just going to chill. I'll watch another movie. Ooh, all right, great. Maybe I can get another nap out of this. You take another nap. You wake up. Oh, my God. Great. Only six hours left of flying time. It's it's insane. But it's still, again, those naps help break it up. The movies, the food, the drinks. It, it just goes by so much more easily. And then when we landed at LAX, LAX is usually real shitty for uh, getting through um, the uh, passport checkpoint. Uh, and I don't have global entry. Uh, so, But I was one of the first ones down there and there was no other flight waiting to go through. I walked through. It took me honestly three minutes to go from uh, getting off the plane to where my bags were. I had to wait for the bags, but I've never gone through any uh, passport control that quickly. It was absolutely insane. um, It was awesome. It was a great way to arrive. And then when I arrived, waiting for me at home or, you know, at the airport was the Volvo S60 Polestar. So that's another good way to arrive home. Now, I'd driven the V60, and I love that car. We have a video of it up on the Hooniverse YouTube channel, so go find it if you haven't watched it. If you haven't seen that one, that car... Some of the best damp suspension I've driven in a streetcar. That thing is so good. The sedan, much of the same, just you know, less room inside. Uh, the, I, I prefer the wagon, but the sedan was fun. Now, the, the, the kind of bum, bummer part was that these aren't the newest Polestars. So these were this was the 16 S60. The 17 is the one that switches to the four-cylinder. And by all accounts, it's supposed to be pretty wonderful. So I'm really curious about that motor uh, in that car. And I'm, I'm sure it'll be great because Volvo's doing amazing things with that engine. And, I mean, Polestar. Polestar's kick ass. So, uh, but while I had it, it was great. Uh, but I've also been driving my truck a fair amount this week because, you know, I celebrate America with some American muscle. Um, and I actually went and finally did the first burnout in the truck. The reason being is because I went and finally shot the Patreon video. Now, it's not edited yet, but I have the footage, and this is going to be a pretty damn easy one to edit because it's basically two shots. Me begging you for money like a weirdo, and it still feels weird, and I say that in the video. Um, and I'm going to say this again in that video, but I'm going to say it here. I don't, I don't, nobody listening to this feel, should feel like they have to. 
But the idea of the Patreon is, you know, if you have a few extra bucks, it'll be a wonderful thing to do. But I'll let the video do all that talking. The whole point of this is that I finally did the burnout in the truck. Now, the first go at it, because we did a couple takes for science, the first go at it was basically just to drop the clutch and let it rip. Um, which is fine. It's an old. It's an old truck. It's you know. It does. It's light in the bed. Uh, any old vehicle, really, with a V8 and a stick and a clutch, you can rip rip a burnout. So it was fine. It was just a regular burnout. Now on take two, I had the bright idea to say, you know what? I think I want to try a brake stand because brake stands are cooler. Brake stands create all the smoke and the tires just sit there spinning and and they're awesome. And then you roll out of a brake stand like a hero. So I dropped the clutch, I got on the gas, and then I slid my foot over to get on the brake, and it was basically the worst axle hop I've ever seen. I thought my truck was going to snap in two. Um, and yes, we have that one on camera too, and it'll probably go in the second half of the video, you know, the after credit bit of the video. Uh, it was, it's funny too, cause it left a, it actually left a burnout mark where it's like a patchy burnout of the tire coming up and down. So that sucked. Nothing broke. As far as I can tell, nothing broke, but it, it's not an ideal burnout. So we came back, we did a third one, which was an, a, got a little more axle hop. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't do a brake stand in this truck. I need to get like a line lock or something on it. Um, so the last one, I just, I just ripped another normal burnout, let it rip and, and rolled on. And the truck, the truck did great. Um, I've been driving it. Uh, actually today though, well, you know, you're listening to this. So yesterday, Tuesday of this week, I, uh, dropped it off to get the audio system installed. It's finally happening. I've had all the gear for a few days uh, and it's a lot of stuff and I'm curious what Beach Auto Sound. So Clarion has handed this install off to Beach Auto Sound who does their installs for their show cars. So uh, the, the BMW 2002, the NSX, and then some other cars that Clarion has done in the past. Beach Auto Sound, I guess they've been doing this for 30, 40 years or something like that in the area. They're supposed to be amazing. They're not your run-of-the-mill, you know, just shitty shop that pops up, lasts for six months, and then disappears like you see with some of these audio install companies. These people are legit. Uh, I left my truck there. They're just like, yeah, we got it. I'm like, okie doke. Uh, and it might even be done tomorrow. Like that's how quick, I don't think they're, re- they say that, but I don't think they're going to get into that truck and be like, Oh shit, this is more work than we thought. One thing I have to leave off of the install, Clarion actually gave me a rear view camera to use with their system, which is awesome for a truck like that. Problem being, I still haven't had a roll pan installed. So I don't have a place for the license plate back there, which means I don't have a place for the rear view camera. Now I suppose I could have installed it in the tailgate, but I don't want to do that. Even though maybe that wouldn't be a bad idea, actually, now that I think about it. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. I'm leaving it off for now. I told them, you know, don't worry about that part. Maybe they'll come up with something creative and whatevs. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited because some of you are going to be annoyed when you see this install. I know it because it's a modern audio system in this truck. But the thing is, the dash was already cut up a little bit before I got it. And secondly, it's my truck, so I can do what I want. So there's that. But I love good audio. I hate driving with no music. I mean, unless you're in you know, some vintage Ferrari, which I'm never going to drive, and you just want to hear the sound of the gears, even then I'd want some music in the background because I just really love music and driving. They go so well together. So to have been driving my truck and have had no audio system for so long now has been tough. I, I don't 
like driving the truck that way. I mean, I like driving the truck, but I want some tunes when I'm rolling down the road. And now that I'm going to have a really great audio system, I can't wait. The ra- the head unit, though, it's the fold-out kind. So, you know, say what you will. A lot of you are going to hate, absolutely hate the way it looks in the truck. And whatever. I, I will deal with the hate online. I fully expect it. I know it's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome to have them to have this have this have this system in the truck. I cannot cannot wait. There are I think two six by nines, two smaller speakers. Then there's two separate powered subs. But I told them I want to keep the audio real clean. I don't want it overly bassy. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And they're like, no shit. I was like, okay, didn't mean to offend. Um, so. It's just, I think it's, I'm hoping for really balanced, awesome sound. I hope it doesn't, I, I'm, I'm probably going to find my truck rattles like a fucking idiot, but I don't know, maybe they'll throw some dynamat at it while they're in there. So we'll see. I, I, I'm very excited, very happy. And then obviously we're going to shoot video when I get the truck back to show the new system as well. But so we got that video coming. Um, I just put up a Jag F-Pace video this week. We drove that one in Colorado. I'm uh, pretty sure we spoke about that on the podcast i'm pretty 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 sure i did um if not go watch the video it's the latest one i'm cutting together the patreon video my goodwood jalopnik article is coming out i didn't shoot video while i was over there because i didn't want to i didn't want to um bring all that shit with me for you know if someone was paying me to shoot video while i was there i would have done it but i i I'm, i've sold a couple stories around my goodwood trip to to be able to say hey to my wife, I'm going to England for five days, not to not make money, but I'm actually going to make money, uh, which is how you're supposed to do it in this industry. So that was a nice change of pace. So that should be good. Um, now, what else do we have coming up? Oh, I'm going to Seattle in a week to drive the Infinity QX30, the Q and QX, I think both of them, because there's two of them, right? One's a, I'm going to Google this because I think there's a Q and a QX. You know, I should know this because it's sort of my job. So let's see. Infinity Q30 is that one. And then the QX30 is... Yeah, so they're different? Yeah, okay. I I mean, I think they're different. Wait. Or did they kill the Q30 to just make the QX30? I don't know. Either way, it's a Mercedes, basically, under the skin. It's kind of interesting looking, though, with the the Infinity sheet metal. Um, Wait. Hold on. There's got to be... Is there a Q30 and a QX30? It's bad that I don't know this. Maybe it's bad for Infinity, but not for me. Their name... I hate, hate, hate their naming structure. And I think I think internally they do too. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just the Q... Whatever. I'll find out when I get to fucking Seattle, okay? Um, so that one should be interesting. Because um, I'm actually really curious about that one. I mean, it's basically what? The Mercedes... A class underneath, I believe. Um, but yeah, there we go. I still got to get the Red Sport. Speaking of, speaking of Infinity, I still got to get that Red Sport 400 in the queue for video. I really want to shoot that car. Now, the week after I go to Seattle, I then go to Atlanta to drive the Grand Sport Corvette. That should be good. That one, that should be a really good one. Basically, you know. Um, like a Z06 minus the Z06 powertrain that overheats. And, uh, yeah, that should be a good one. The Grand Sport's always been a pretty good choice in the VET lineup. You know, you get a lot of the good performance bits with the, uh, 
I don't want to say the smarter engine, but you know, a much more manageable engine. Four hundred. What does the vet have? Actually, does it have four fifty five or four thirty? I don't know. Whatever. Mid four hundreds for horsepower is much more manageable on a racetrack for the average person, myself included, because um, I'm a very average person on a racetrack, and we will be driving it on a racetrack. So I'll have a great video from that, and hopefully, I'll get another. Um, what do I call it? Oh, a dipshit slap. I've only done two of those so far on YouTube. If you haven't seen those, go, go see those. I did a dipshit, dipshit slap of the Cadillac ATS-V, and we did a dipshits, dipshits lap of Sebring in a Lamborghini Huracan. I think both of those turned out mildly humorous, so that'll be good. So we've got a little bit of travel coming up. We've got some cool cars coming up. I'm scheduling time with the V12 Vantage manual. That'll be awesome. Um, I'm, I should in August get my hands on the McLaren 570S. So that'll be a good one. Later in the year, I'm working all my sources, not sources. I'm working all my angles. I I'm hoping I'm going to get some seat time in the NSX. They're holding off on uh press loans on that because you know, why, why rush that car? Right? Yeah. No reason to hurry up on that one. Um, <clears throat> What else do we have in the queue? I, I don't. I mean, I don't have anything crazy. I've got a road trip coming up with the family, which I'm looking forward to. We're going to the East Coast road trip for my daughter's one year birthday, so that'll be really fun. Um, doing that in a very comfortable. I, so the plan was to do it in a Charger Hellcat, and I was all excited, and it just it it's not going to work out. I, um, whatever, it, it doesn't always go your way, so I have to settle. <laughs> for an Audi Q7, which is actually going to be a fantastic road trip vehicle. I've driven that car. I really enjoy that car. And it's probably going to be better on gas than the Charger Hellcat. So that'll be good too. So look forward to that. I'm just looking at my schedule. I get the Honda Ridgeline in a couple of weeks. I'm really curious about that. And I followed up with the Civic Coupe and the Cadillac CT6, which I have not yet driven. So that'll be very interesting too. Um, so yeah, we got some interesting cars coming up, and then I got to start scheduling more stuff. Because wow, you flip through the calendar, you realize, holy shit! I just realized that CT6 puts me like two days away from September. Jesus Christ! When I tell you this has been the fastest year in my life, because um, my daughter turns one. What's the fifth? So we've got oh, exactly two weeks from today is her birthday. Um, so that's yeah. That's how long, that's been a year. It's been a year since the crazy Lamborghini thing and then taking her home in the Charger Hellcat, but it's been a good year. Uh, it's also good to be back out on the road traveling a little bit. Uh, that Goodwood trip was good, though I did just say no to, I got invited to drive the global launch of the DB11 in Tuscany, Italy, and I had to say no. Uh, that That stung. That's stung to say no, but when you're busy and, and you don't have a chance to sell the story properly on a trip like that, because I can't just go away and not be making money on those trips anymore, you know, that's, it just doesn't work well, um, for life. So, but yeah, we got some good cars coming up. We got some good trips coming up. Um, no good would though. Now I got to find my way into the revival in September. That's the one I got to get to. Everybody says the revival is better. I feel like the Festival of Speed is going to be is, is better because the range of vehicles is is much wider, um, and the revival is 1948 to 1966, and it's it sounds amazing, especially because it's on the motor racing circuit and not the hill climb. 
and I, I the people dressing in the period clothes seems like it'd be kind of fun. I'd pick the sixties so I look cool and not like, you know, well, I don't know, you could look cool in, in area any era if you do it right. But um I don't know. I feel like the the Festival of Speed is where it's really at, regardless of what people say who've been to both. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to base it on that. But I wanted to get some Goodwood thoughts out there. I know this is uh, another one of those shorty podcasts, but, you know, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Um, And, uh, well, we should be back in the studio. Uh, I'm hoping to start getting back into the studio. And and we haven't had any good guests in a while, minus Chris getting um, Ken Anderson and Carlos in. That was great. Um, but we we need to get back into the studio, get the band back together, and start rolling rolling strong like that. I apologize to those of you who are hoping to be listening to a very drunk Jeff live from England. That's not happening this time. One of these days, I'll give you another one of those, but uh, it, it's not it's not happening this time. Um, but this has been the Goodwood recap. I have no fucking clue what episode it is. I think it's one sixty, but who cares? Um, we'll be more excited when we. You know, get close to 200. That's kind of a big milestone. Uh, and it's been a fun journey so far. So I'll keep you posted when the Patreon video is ready and all that good stuff. But for now, hope you enjoyed this admittedly quick episode, but a bit of a Goodwood recap. Read my Jalopnik article if you want to hear a little bit more about that. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.